Well, hey, and welcome back here at Cornerstone. Uh, again, this looks a little differently today, but I'm, I'm really excited about what we get to talk about. I'm joined here by my wonderful wife, Jennifer. Uh, if you haven't met her yet, she's awesome. Uh, she's been working with our youth at Cornerstone as our youth director now for a long time. Um, so uh, I'm really, uh, it just, um, I'm, I'm, I love that I get to do life with Jennifer and that we're really our teammates in ministry. And so um, I, I had to twist her arm a little bit today to get her to join me. Um, but we've been going through a season of, of learning um, and, and really uh, kind of getting a healthy rhythm of life. And that's what we wanted to talk about today. And, and so I put my normal message on hold uh, that we're in a series called Devoted, talking about faithfulness, talking about commitment. We're going to push that back to, to next week um, and jump back in. Today, we want to focus on uh, just being healthy. Um, and, and so as you are gathered around with your families today, hopefully enjoying the snow, uh, hopefully not too much ice, but I, I, I just want you to know that um, it's our prayer that your families are healthy, that you're learning how to uh, come out of this other side of the pandemic um, in, in a better place uh, than you were even going in. And so I read an interesting study that Gallup did just a few weeks ago. And what was interesting, they were studying, uh, reporting on the mental health of 2020 versus 2019. And uh, almost across the board, uh, every group uh, was down significantly, except for one group. And it was the group of people who attend church regularly. I know churches just, it, it's important. Uh, it really is. And, and I, I'm hopeful that what we can learn today, that, you know, is that when we come together as the body of believers, there's, there's power there. There's strength there. Uh, there's power when we can talk with each other and learn from each other. And um, I've been learning a lot from Jennifer uh, as well as we've both gotten into God's Word together. It's been awesome to see. And we need that. We need that, uh, that fellowship with other believers. That's why our life groups are so important. Uh, we're starting several of those back up. So uh, if you haven't done it yet, let me just encourage you to download the Church Center app or go to mycornerstone.fyi uh, on, on, the, on the internet and you can find out more there. Uh, but that's about our life groups. But I really do think as we go into 2021, we're still right here in the tail end of January. Uh, I, I want to challenge you. Uh, what do you need to change in your life to be more healthy? And that's where this conversation's going today. Uh, and so I'm excited about it. I hope you are too. Jennifer, why don't you share a little bit uh, uh, just kind of about how I, I, I tricked you into doing this today? Yeah, tricked me into it's probably a good word. Um, so let me just kind of set the stage for our day. Um, I'd been working around the house, and early in the day, Mike mentioned something like, hey, maybe it'd be kind of cool if we like tag team this thing tomorrow because we're probably not going to get to have church. And I just sort of thought, yeah, that, okay, you know, just kind of left my mind as soon as he said it because he really didn't say much more about it. Um, so this afternoon, I had to go to Lowe's to buy some paint. We're doing some projects and thought while we 
really got snowed in, it might be a good time to do that. So I spent a really long time picking out paint colors. So I stayed a little too long in Lowe's. Um, then I had to run in the grocery store. And if you guys, if you went to the grocery store today, you know it was crazy. Um, I got, was going to get two things, which turned into like seven things. And then um, I got in the checkout line and I did the self-checkout and the whole thing like crashed, like the whole checkout system crashed. And they had to get a lady to come help and they had to get a manager to come help. So that took longer. So I come rushing in the door, um, you know, groceries and he helps me carrying groceries. And as I'm unpacking groceries and trying to do Rachel Ray, you know, 30 minute meals. I don't know if y'all remember that show, but she used to like make these 30 minute meals. And like when I do stuff in the kitchen, I don't half do it. Like I really like to cook. So I had this whole plan of what I was going to cook and I'm trying to hurry and get that done because I was already behind. And so Mike says, well, let's talk about what we're going to talk about tonight. Um, when we, you know, video for the service. And I'm like, whoa, now, wait a minute. I'm not sure that that's, you know, what we had agreed on. So he said, well, I've been thinking about it and think about what I want to talk about. And I really think you should do this with me. So after um, pretty much saying, let me just do announcements. I think that's what I said. Can I just do announcements or something? Um, and thinking as I'm cooking, um, I thought, you know, this probably is something that we should do together. And um, that wasn't really my mindset because he said we're going to talk about rest and rhythm and kind of what we're learning about Sabbath and those things. And that was, you know, I was absolutely not in a, a mindset of rest and rhythm while I'm trying to throw together supper. So I know some of y'all know how that is. Um, so I guess Sabbath has been a topic that I've studied multiple times, probably starting I know we did a ladies retreat like years ago, five, six, maybe even eight years ago, um, where we did a Priscilla Shire study on Sabbath. So it's kind of my first introduction to that. And since then, I've studied it and recently even more. Um, it's just been something that's been on my heart to study and to try to learn to practice. So I think the church has kind of ignored Sabbath a little bit. I think so. And we talk about it from time to time, but it's so hard to put into practice. And and, and, if, and if you're like me, and even if you've grown up in church, you probably haven't heard a whole lot of messages about honoring the Sabbath. It's the fourth commandment. Very important. Uh, you know, and, and when we fail to rest, we're disobeying the commands of Christ and, and the command, commandments of God. It's a big deal. Uh, the word Sabbath literally means stop, to cease working. Uh, and, and so when you think about that, uh, you know, it goes all the way back to Genesis when God created the heavens and the earth and everything in it. On, on the seventh day, he stopped. He rested. Now, he didn't have to, but he did. And he set us an example that we should follow. And what's interesting is we see this example throughout Scripture, that there's a rhythm of life where uh, people need to rest. They need to slow down. Uh, you can look from a medical perspective and see all the health benefits from slowing down and resting. And I know what you're saying. My, I don't have time to rest. Okay, I, I get it. Okay, I, I understand it. I, I, I know everyone's busy. But the reality is it will catch up to you. I really think, uh, and I mentioned a little bit last week about my heart attack I had at 44 years old. I really think a big part of that was stress-related and just doing too much. Constantly, I'm, I'm, if you know me, I'm kind of a driven guy, always thinking, always going for. I, I think that's a big part of, uh, and I think that was part of the issue that I had. 
And so we've been on this journey a little bit, learning more about Sabbath, learning more about rest, learning how to have a healthy rhythm of life. Uh, one of the things we actually did this year, and we've never done this before, we've been married 25 years, we got away for two days and we kind of called it a vision retreat. <laughs> and um, it was a little bit different, um, but we went down to Lake Norman for two days uh, earlier in January um, and, and just rested. Um, and talked about our plans for this year, our plans for our family. Um, and we tried to learn a little bit more about what the Sabbath would look like in our life. And so uh, if you're interested in learning more, uh, there's several books that we'll mention. Um, I'll maybe save those for the end. Um, and, and remind me if I... We'll if put I, them in the show notes. That's what they say <laughs> that's on, what podcast. The, yeah. on podcast. That's yeah. right. Yeah, we'll, yeah, put, we'll, we'll just put them in the show notes. There's several books that we've read. Um, uh, I can just go ahead and tell you a few. 24-6 is one uh, that is really neat. Uh, John Mark Comer's book, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry, is another good book about Sabbath. Margin by Richard Swenson is another good book about the margin we need in life. Uh, there's just there's a there's quite a few books out there about helping us learn how to get healthy. And, and if we've learned anything, I hope through COVID is uh, things have been a little bit crazy. We need to get back to that healthy rhythm of life. So, what what have you been learning, Jennifer? Um. So I guess when we both started talking about this, we both kind of had a favorite verse, and Mike's going to share his at the end um, when it comes to Sabbath. Um, besides the commandment, you know, back in Exodus, um, we also have a, we also have words from Jesus about Sabbath. So it's not like something that was just Old Testament. I think we kind of think of that when we think of Sabbath. But in Matthew 11, um, verses 28 through 30, um, I'm going to read it to you out of the message just because I really like the way it's, um, it's put there. So it says, Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn how to live freely and lightly. And I love the way it says freely and lightly because um, I think that's something that we're really missing, that we're not, um, not really you know, living freely and lightly. So Jesus gives us an invitation to like slow down. Um, I, I mean, if you think about it, this is Jesus saying, come get away with me. It's, it's like a vacation, like come take vacation, you know, take a rest. And um, we know that Jesus rested. He went several times to mountains to pray. He went to the garden to pray um, and he got away from people and spent time with the father. And if he needs to do it, then we obviously need to do it. I think we've somehow given ourselves this like save of the world complex. I know I've been guilty of that. Like I've decided that like, you know, I don't have time to rest. I've got all this stuff to do. I've got people to take care of. And um, I know if we feel that, think about how Jesus felt that. I mean, he had people coming to him all the time and he still saw that it was important for him to take time away and rest and spend time with the Father. So if he needed it, we need it way more than that. And, um, you know, we don't have to have this complex that we've got to save the world and we can't take time to spend with Jesus. Um, I love how in this verse he says, walk with me and work with me and watch how I do it. And I really think that's kind of what we're trying to learn is walking with Jesus and working with him and seeing how he does it. And that's, you know, we need to follow his example. Um, 
I'll let Mike tell you, when we're on our retreat, um, we talked a little bit about Sabbath. We watched a video, some videos, read some things about it. And I'll let him kind of tell you yeah. his perspective of what was going on. So I'm, I'm thinking, man, we're going to get away for a few days and this is going to be awesome. Um, we get to slow down. We get to rest. We get to, to dream together. And and so uh, we get ready to go and, and we get there and Jennifer's like, okay, here's the plan. We're going to do this, this, this. And I'm like, whoa, 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 wait, this is like, we've got to, we've got to rest. And, but she's like, but yeah, we've got to do all of this. And, and if we take a Sabbath, this is what our Sabbath is going to look like. And I've got it all planned out. I, I don't know if you, you can relate to that, but I'm like, this is not my idea. And so maybe in, in your relationship, in your marriage relationship or, uh, if you know you're looking at this and you're like, but Sabbath for me looks a little bit different than it does for someone else. So yeah, and I think that's what we had to do is we had to kind of talk through what sat, what taking a day of rest would look like because it's going to be different for everybody. And um, he really helped, I guess, open my eyes. So like I was trying to force it. Like I'm like, well, if we're going to take a Sabbath, then we've got to, you know, I've got to have everything planned out, all the meals made ahead. Like there has to be this whole thing of where I would like wear myself out the day before and then wear myself out the day after catching up. And that's not what Sabbath is for. Sabbath was made for us, like God made Sabbath for us so that we could rest. And, um, you know, I think if you try to force it, you just need to go back to what Matthew 11 says. It says, um, learn the unforced rhythms of grace. And I just love the way it says that because taking a Sabbath is an unforced rhythm of grace. Like you have to give yourself grace for it, that you're not going to do it perfectly. And I think also you have to not force it. Um, it's not easy. Um, and I've got a few like practical things I want to share with you in just a minute. Um, it is work like ahead of time to plan. Like there is some planning and it takes intentionality. Like it's not just going to happen. Like you can't just say, oh, I may rest one day this week. You really have to be intentional about it. So there is work behind it. And I don't think it, I would call it easy, but it shouldn't be forced. And I think that's kind of what I was trying to make it. Um, what it's kind of looked like for me, I've just got like four little things. And I didn't mean to like plan a sermon here, but they, they no. even like have the same alliteration, like, alliteration, yeah. you know, how, how yeah. pastors do that. But just real quickly, I just want to tell you what it's kind of looked like for me so that you can be thinking about maybe what Sabbath could look like for your family. And like I said, there's no right or wrong way to do it. Can I just jump in real quick and mm -hmm. say, and already one thing I failed to mention about Sabbath is, you know, Sabbath, we said it's a day of rest. Um, in the Old Testament, um, we look and we see it was sundown Friday to sundown Saturday. And so that's the typical Sabbath day. In the New Testament, though, what we see the early church do, we see it change to be on the Lord's Day. Um, and so that's why Sabbath is typically on Sunday. Uh, I will say, though, depending on your work schedule, uh, the important thing is that you get in a rhythm of rest and you take that one day out of seven to rest. And so if you're working all day Sunday, Sunday's probably not going to be your Sabbath, uh, but you need a Sabbath. So I just kind of share that as you right. think about this rhythm here and and what your day is going to look like. And it may be you can do the sundown to sundown. It doesn't have to be from the time you wake up 
to the time, you know, you can kind of do it different ways. But I'll just throw that out there as you, as you think about actually having a Sabbath and honoring the Sabbath, as the fourth commandment says. Right. And I think, too, just like Mike was saying, is for us, like it's been something we've tried to practice and I've not gotten it right as far as doing a complete 24 hours yet. Like it's been like, okay, I can do it from Friday night until Saturday at two because at two, you know, I have, have an obligation or something. So I think it's something that you give yourself grace for. Like I said earlier, it's an unforced rhythm of grace. Um, and what it's kind of looked like for me is when I have been able to practice some hours of Sabbath, even if it's not 24, even if it's 18, I think you start where you can. Um, stopping is one of the words that I really think of, and that's what he said. That's what it means. It literally means to stop, um, to stop striving, to stop working, to stop going after it. So it's kind of been um, just a mainly a stopping from hurry, like not... Um, not being in a hurry for everything. So it's, for me, that means no shopping, no online shopping, no going shopping, because that's, you know, that's a hurry, scurry kind of pace of life. Um, uh, John Mark Comer, the book that we were talking about earlier that he wrote, The Ruthless, the Ruthless Elimination of Hurry, he says, love, joy, and peace, which are fruits of the Spirit, are incompatib incompatible with hurry. So you can't have hurry and the fruit of the Spirit at the same time because hurry robs your joy. It robs your peace. It robs your love. Um, so for me, that's just one thing. I like, I'm in a hurry a lot. Like I drive fast. Sometimes if Maybe. you're a cop and you're watching, I didn't say that, but sometimes I drive fast. I get, you know, you get in a hurry in the grocery store. So just, you know, it's trying to get in the shortest line, trying to figure out who's going to, you know, how you're going to get through here the quickest. So anyway, so that's one thing is hurry is stopping the hurry. Um, another is sitting with God. So I think that's a huge part of Sabbath. Sabbath was made for us to spend time with God. That's what it's for. We stop all these other things so that we can spend time with God. So slowly, not like reading to check it off your reading plan, but slowly reading, being quiet with God and just make an intentional time for him. Um, the other one is silencing distraction. And that's been probably the hardest one. And that would be mainly this, my main distraction. Um, putting my phone up, turning it off. Like, you know, I, I have texted my kids or talked on the phone when I've tried to do this. But getting away from social media, getting away from TV, getting completely away from the distractions that we find every day. Um, and then the last one is just savoring things that I love. Um, God made things for us to enjoy. And I think sometimes we forget that. And if we're not practicing a slowing down, a stopping, and a Sabbath, we're going to miss those. We miss those things that God's made for us to enjoy. Um, I guess if, you know, it's not like being lazy, laying around watching Netflix all day. That's not what Sabbath is. I mean, you can watch a movie, you know, there's no rules, but Sabbath and stopping is not just a day to be lazy and do nothing. It's a day to enjoy God's creation. It's a time to sit with him and learn from him and just, you know, get back your life. Just like that verse is, I'll give you your life and it will be light and free, free and light. Um, so pick up a hobby, you know, go for a walk, whatever, whatever helps you enjoy God's creation the most. Um, you got anything to add to all that? No, I, I like it. Four things, stopping, sitting with God, silencing distraction and savoring the things you love. So 
the four S's yeah. there. And I was hesitant to share this because I am like by no means an expert. And that's kind of why I told you, can I just do announcements and not really talk about this? Um, but I'm learning. So I'm hoping that you guys will come on this journey with us, that mm -hmm. you'll um, talk about Sabbath with your families. Um, just watch what Jesus did, how he lived his life. Think about that and try to model it. That's, mm -hmm. I mean, that's really what Sabbath is. You read another book, uh, Rhythms of Renewal. Um, yeah, that's a great book too. For it's um, it's geared for men or women. A lot of the ladies in our church went through it, um, but it is maybe kind of geared towards women. But yeah, that's a really good book too, mm -hmm. to help you get into a rhythm of that. But I just want to challenge y'all to. Um, Live lightly and freely, if that sounds like something you want to do. Um, start small. Start today. Um, God really knew what He was doing when He told us to rest. I don't think He just said it just to say it. Like, it's one of the Ten Commandments. So, mm -hmm. He knew what He was doing, and Jesus gives us an invitation to join Him. So, I just hope you'll take that invitation seriously. And um, that's pretty much what I got. Cool. So, I was thinking about John 15. And, and for me... Uh, just I know um, I can I can when I'm not really honoring the Sabbath I, I I can tell because I get easily frazzled I get easily distracted I get frustrated um, I, I just sense it in my spirit um, I just don't see the fruit of the spirit in my life and I think you would probably say you notice it probably before I do um, just from general grumpiness so. That's one of the warning signs, right? If, if you are, are constantly irritable, resentful, tired, uh, frustrated, those are all like the check engine light coming on in your life saying, wait a minute, are you really getting connected with God and, and getting your life back? And John 15 uh, says this, it says, remain in me and I in you. Just as a branch is unable to produce fruit by itself unless it remains on the vine, neither can you unless you remain in me. And so right there, already we're seeing the, the importance of staying connected to God. And what Sabbath does, it, it kind of it makes sure we're staying connected on that vine. He says, I'm the vine, you are the branches. Uh, the one who remains in me and I in him produces much fruit because you can do nothing without me. Uh, a Sabbath reminds us that, right? That we need God. That we don't have to do everything on our own strength. He says, if anyone does not remain into me, he is thrown aside like a branch and he withers. Again, when we're not connected, we just dry out spiritually. Uh, he says, they gather them, they throw them into the fire, they are burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you want and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified uh, by this, that you produce much fruit and you prove to be my disciples. And so the fruit, you think about the fruit of the Spirit. The, the love, the joy, the peace, the patience, the kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control, those things. Think about those in your life. Are those things evident in the way you live? Are those things evident in how you treat other people? Uh, because if they're not, that shows that we need to get better at learning how to spend time with God. He says, as the Father has loved me, I have also loved you. Remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in His love. I have told you these things so that you, my joy may be in you and your joy may be complete. 
And so my prayer for you is that you have joy. You have joy in the Lord. And, and we need a healthy rhythm of life. I love what Mike Breen says. He says, are you resting from work or are you working from a place of rest? Now think about that. For many of us, we just get to the point where we're so exhausted we have to rest. But God's plan is that we have joy. And so we work from our rest. So our rest prepares us. And work is not a bad thing. Uh, I'll just mention that as we talk about Sabbath. Work, is, work existed before the fall. Uh, God gave Adam and Eve responsibility. He gave them work to do before the fall. And so we need to, to understand that we were created to have a purpose in life. We were created to do the good works that God has prepared for us in advance, as Ephesians 2.10 tells us. So work is not bad. But what we need to do is get that healthy rhythm of life so that we get to a place where we can work from our rest, where we can be fruitful, where we can share the love of Christ with the world around us. And, and the, uh, the remarkable thing is... Uh, with all the craziness of COVID, it is giving us an opportunity. It's giving us an opportunity to redo, to start over, to program our new schedule as we go forward. You don't have to do everything you were doing before. Part of stopping is figuring out what you need to eliminate, what you need to, to get rid of from your life that was causing the stress and the hurry and the anxiety and the worry. Uh, and so I really urge you, right? Our whole society has been built around this crazy idea that we have to do everything, that our kids need to do every activity, and that we're, we're hurting our kids. We've got this fear of missing out if we don't do something. We've got to get back to the place. And as parents, I want to challenge you to make wise decisions for your family so that you can develop a rhythm of life together. So what would, anything you would add to, to that that we're learning? Um, no, not really. I just, I feel like the whole work from rest thing is so important. And I think that, like, like Mike was saying, there have been times in my life that I have just worked and then crashed into rest. And that's not real rest. Real rest comes from God. It comes from spending time with Him. It's not just the crash and burn mentality. So, um I think once you start practicing these habits of rest and Sabbath, you're going to see that your work is more fulfilling, that you're easier to get along with, that your family's going to run more smoothly. So I just I, I just can't stress enough how much we need to look back and follow just just like this verse says. <clears throat> Watch, walk with me, work with me, and watch how I do it. We need to look at Jesus's life, and that's what we need to model. And Jesus wasn't—he wasn't hurried, and he—you know—he took time for people, and he took time to rest. I want to close with just saying this: Jesus gave you an invitation in Matthew, Matthew chapter eleven that, that Jennifer shared. Now you may have heard it as "Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest." All right? That's the invitation He gives you. If you don't know Jesus, that's the invitation He is giving you today. And I want to invite you to come to Jesus. Uh, he is not inviting you to say, you have to do this, this, and this, and, and it's, your life is going to be... He's inviting you into a life of joy, a life of purpose, a life of meaning. Now, it's not easy, but He's inviting you into a life to do what you were created to do. 
God has a purpose for your life, and I hope you know that. And so here at Cornerstone, we want to give you the opportunities to find your purpose and to put it into practice and to serve Him. That's why we're not about entertainment. We're not about uh, creating this incredible experience to wow you each and every week. And I'm not constantly hyping saying, oh, you've got to check out. No, it's about getting with Jesus. It's about learning how to live with Jesus and follow Him. And if you don't know Jesus, that's the invitation. Come to me if you are weary, if you are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Would you guys pray with me as we close today? Heavenly Father, I'm so thankful that you've given us that invitation. That for all of those people, for all of us that get stressed out and worried and anxious and try to do too much, that you are constantly reminding us that you have created us uh, with, a, with a rhythm, a rhythm where we can work six days and rest. And in that day of where we stop, where we cease to work, we can connect with you and, and recharge so that we can continue to work out of that place of rest. Heavenly Father, help us just in every day to find those rhythms, those uh, unforced rhythms where we just constantly connect with you and stay connected to the vine. Lord, I pray for those people who are watching today who are just stressed, tired, burdened. May they come to you. Man, I pray for those watching today that don't know you as their Lord and Savior. Would today be that day they say, I want to follow you, Jesus. I want to surrender my life to you. I want to make you the Lord of my life. I believe that you have died for me. I know I have sinned. I know I need you. I know I need forgiveness, Lord, so save me. If that's your prayer, I want you to know Jesus hears it. He answers it and he will acknowledge it. Lord, we just thank you for your love. We thank you for your grace. And we're thankful that we can get together, even on a snow day, and learn more about what it means to follow you. It's in the name of Jesus we pray today. Amen. Amen. So guys, thanks for joining us today. Uh, I'm just, again, excited about what God's doing at Cornerstone. Uh, I want to invite you to get involved. Find somewhere to serve. Find a life group to get plugged into. Um, and as things start getting back into, uh, you know, as kind of unwinding, church is one of those things that uh, when you start eliminating things from your life, I, I, let me just give you one caution. Church is not the thing you eliminate. That's one of the things that gives you joy and gives you life and gives you that encouragement and fulfillment. That's the last thing that gets eliminated. So um, now there may be something you're doing at church you need to step back from or get involved somewhere else that, that brings you, that's more in line with the with your the way you're wired and your passions and your gifting and we completely understand that but we need community we need uh, to be involved in each other's lives so again thanks for joining in today uh, i hope you have a blessed day